My phone is charged, my laptop's charged. My headphones are not charged, so I'm just using my, my webcam. My, you sound my, fine. My I, you know, they, they're, we're not known for our quality. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rephrase what you just said. We're not known for our audio quality. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> I think that's a great opener. Anyway, okay. hi, everyone. My name's Julia. Your name's Julia. Yes. My name's Julia. And we do this podcast. We do. And we're back. Apologize. I apologies for the, the absence and the delay. But um, the good news is now we have like five to catch up on and the content will never end. So, and we can uh, marathon them. Um, yeah. Casey, <laughs> I was about to say her last name. Casey, <laughs> friend of the show. I now speak directly to you. I'm sorry. Thank you for being a fan of this show. And um, I hope to, to replenish your Spotify listening with the sweet sounds of our reaction to each Riverdale episode. So stay tuned. Because and- this was a really stupid fucking episode. And I can't wait to talk about it. I mean, that message goes to non-Caseys out there as well. Who, I mean, if you want a personalized shout out, you can just... You can just let us know and we'll do it. <laughs> but but um, yeah, let's, I don't know. Do you have any pre, pre-thoughts? Well, I'm thinking we should talk about this week. We watched season five, episode seven, chapter 83. I don't remember the name of the episode. Fire in the sky, which That's doesn't so seem stupid. safe. <sighs> okay. Um, <laughs> So before we get into this episode, um, just in the beginning, um, I was thinking, well, I, I recently got my vaccine, my, uh, my first dose of vaccine, and I know that you did as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just got me thinking, like, who from the Riverdale world or cast do, <laughs> do you think is an anti-vaxxer? Like, if I told you there are two anti-vaxxers in Riverdale, who would be your, your top two guesses? Okay. And weirdly, why? Okay, weirdly, the first person that came to mind is Betty's mom. Hmm. And I don't, I don't have a big reason for it. Yeah, I just, I feel like she, I don't, and I, I don't think she'd be like completely anti-vax, but I feel like she'd be one of those people that's like, oh, like for the COVID vaccine, she'd be like, oh, I want to wait and see or, but like even more so than that, like, I think she'd be like a little farther. Like, I don't think she'd be preventing Betty from getting vaccinated in general but yeah. but what she would be posting on Facebook like oh this person from this state got the COVID vaccine and then got COVID and died so that therefore yeah she would post that. yeah right. so that's that's mine do you want to share one of yours while I think of another um sure uh I'm thinking I didn't actually stop to think about this question, but now that you forced me to, I'm thinking Hiram only because he was sick and didn't really listen to his doctor. And then he was like, actually, I'm cured. So uh, he just he just sparks me as someone who is just who doesn't choose not chooses not to listen to their doctors. And therefore, I'm rubs me really the wrong way. He's an anti-vaxxer. That's a good point, because like <laughs> he literally like 
fought his way into like being cured or whatever so he'll just do that again with COVID you know who else would do that is Archie <laughs> yeah they're gonna get COVID and then beat each other up and be like I'm cured yeah <laughs> but um, yeah I don't I don't know if I have any others yet but this is something I'll be thinking about for sure and maybe like as we talk about some of the people in this episode I'll be like you know what that one yeah yeah all right sounds good let me know yeah let's get uh, into it anyway um to answer your question that I very rudely ignored um pre-thoughts about this episode general thoughts is it was very funny mm -hmm. I laughed out loud multiple times I really actually like was entertained watching this episode it was so stupid but it was a good kind of stupid not the stupid kind of stupid no I completely agree I I like not even five minutes in, I was having regrets, but <laughs> it, then it just, I don't know. This is unintentionally the funniest show on television when they're, again, when it's unintentional. When they're trying yeah. to make yeah. a joke, it's not funny. But when yeah. they're just like, let's make this plot happen, it's hilarious. <laughs> and I, I really enjoyed watching it. Uh, so I think we should just get right in. So right off the bat... I just have to say the opening of this episode. Phenomenal. Well, yeah, let's, let's, well, where we left off, and I know it's been a while since like we discussed it, but we left off where Archie and Jughead, you know, look outside and there's like flames and the house is surrounded in fire. <laughs> yes. And this, <laughs> this episode opens, the fire is out. <laughs> And they're like, they just have a throwaway line about like the fire extinguishers. And <laughs> it just like, it very much reminded me of the quarantine thing they did in season three, where the episode ended revealing that like the whole town was in quarantine and like half of the characters were not in town, so they wouldn't be allowed in. And then the next episode opens with the quarantine being over and we see none of it. So it's like they, they did it again where they have... A, a kind of interesting thing that like it could have been cool to see them put out the fire <laughs> we don't get it we just get we just get the aftermath yes and later in the episode there's another throwaway line that refers to that fire where Veronica says or Veronica's in the scene I don't know if she actually says this but somebody says that there was a Hiram set fire to Archie's front porch but it wasn't just his front porch it was like the house in the front and back was on fire mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know how potent a fire extinguisher is um, and whether it was used from the inside by Archie or Jughead or somebody on the outside who came to help. But I mean, clearly there isn't a fire department. So somebody put out that fire with a fire extinguisher. <laughs> um, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, I mean, real quickly, in terms after we since we've discussed the opening now we're kind of just going to go by character as we've done because which we haven't done in a, a bit if I can remember because the storylines were more intersected but this one they're kind of separate so I think that fits in yep. to start with you know Archie's whole thing so I mean while we're talking about the firefighters how does Riverdale not have a fire department I don't know, and I, I told you this earlier, like I need to do more research on what it means to be an, an unincorporated town, but does that mean you could just not have a fire department or a sanitation department or crew? Like, hilarious. 
Yeah. And and so that's kind of Archie's mission this episode is to restart the fire department. And like, okay. There's a couple things that happen. What what are your thoughts just right now? I just think well, he spitballed, he, sorry. He he says we don't have a fire department uh also later I think Hiram says that like they don't they they don't have they don't have anyone to pick up their trash for months and like yes I agree that having a fire department is something that's very important but how often do how often do fires happen and how often like you really need to to like remove the trash from your city um because that attracts pests and diseases and stuff like I think if if Archie were to focus his energy on anything it would like you really need to clean up the city like Mm -hmm. clean up in a very literal sense, not like with crime and et cetera. Yeah. Also, like if you have, you know, flammable objects kind of laying about, it makes it easier for fires to spread. You know what I mean? Like if there's mm-hmm. a ton of trash all over or paper or any other like highly flammable material around, that's going to be conducive to making the fire spread. So you kind of kind of uh, kill two birds, one stone there. But I, So true. Yeah, but but so what he, what he does is he starts digging through his stuff and he finds a photo of like the firefighters and okay and one one of the people in the photos is his grandfather and whose name is Artie. <laughs> and I, I actually missed that. Yeah, so there's that, and he apparently like um. There, there's someone in the photo who became the fire chief like later in life that Archie decides to you know talk to yeah no um, Archie's plan is to get 80 plus year olds out of retirement to go back into these jobs yeah and these jobs don't pay either because no like who's funding this but <laughs> that's yeah. a really good point wait wait a minute are the residents paying taxes I have no clue I would assume they are but to what to whom? Yeah. Who, who is governing this town? Well, no, it's not a town anymore. <laughs> so where are their taxes going? That's that's the surprising thing is like again I I I agree I haven't looked into the like unincorporation of a town process. Mm-hmm. I feel like this would have to be gradual, not just like okay, we're not a town anymore. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So I also okay. I'm sorry. I know we're taking this way too literally, and um, this is not the point of either shows, Riverdale or River Don't. Um, but it's just so glaring to me. All right. Yeah. It's well. These are the important questions. If you're gonna, if you're gonna <laughs> do something, you should do Think it. Think it through. Yeah. Do it right. So, but anyway, so Archie meets with this older guy and is like, "Come out of retirement and like, you know, work on." you know come come help us and solve fires again uh and also something that happens is Archie's friend from the army whose name is Eric Jackson let's hope we remember that he he visits um because he's out of the hospital and all that and he was like yeah I'll take you up on your offer to come to Riverdale um so that's cool uh but yeah the fire chief is basically like "Mm -hmm." I'm good. I don't really want to come out of retirement to, I'm assuming, not get paid. Yeah, I'm 80. 
<laughs> that's okay. He has the right to not want me to work. Come on. Yeah. So then um, Veronica also like offers to help Archie by getting like, she name drops Katie Keene again. And she's like, oh, like my best friend, Katie Keene's roommate's boyfriend's friend. Doctor's <laughs> neighbor's son. <laughs> is the uh, like fire is in like the NY, like the New York fire department and would like come down for a workshop and to train people. And I'm like, okay, also not getting paid, like doing volunteer <laughs> service. Um, no, Veronica is the queen at getting people to do unpaid internships for her. <laughs> That's so true. Uh, so then, as we see later in the episode yeah <laughs> literally but um but yeah so they bring him in and Archie is also brings like his friend into his ROTC classroom and during yeah. this I don't know I don't remember if it was the scene or if it was more like towards the opening but there was a part where they're all wearing um our ROTC shirts um yes except Except it says Riverdale R-R-O-T-C. So it says Riverdale, Riverdale R-O-T-C. Oh my gosh. <laughs> there, there is so much about this show that they don't think about. I also noticed like in the teacher's lounge at some point, I'm assuming when like Veronica is inviting Archie or telling, telling Archie she'd get the like firefighter. Like the mug still says HRS, like you pointed out last mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So, and there yeah. was a poster in the back that says HRS, so High Riverdale School. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, Archie takes his friend Jackson to uh, the bar, and I have no idea who they're sitting with. It's Kevin and Fangs. But like the and I'm they're serpents I'm assuming but I've never seen them before in my life like like Jackson sitting right next to one of them and I'm I was sitting there I'm like who is that man, <laughs> um, where's Sweet Pea you know where is Sweet Pea bring back Sweet Pea, so, but um that's Archie asks the serpents first if they would you know join the volunteer firefighting department <laughs> and yeah. they all turn him down because they're like no we don't know how to fight fires and you know probably again a very valid reason yeah yeah um the thing is the thing is that they are making everybody like double and triple up on their jobs like people need to rest for example Archie has a million jobs even Archie mm -hmm. in high school had like was doing too many things but like okay Jughead works at the school and works at Pops Veronica has like two or three jobs um and now he wants other people to get like have their typical daytime job and also fight fires and yeah which and is mm-hmm. well I was gonna say like he then he's talking when he brings like Jackson into his class and they talk about like their experience in the military um and he shows like his you know new leg uh he says like Archie and him bring up the fire department thing and the students are like oh I we should go help and first I love that they're social distancing I don't know if you noticed but they're all the oh, desks are really I far did. apart <laughs> I did, it didn't click but you're so right <laughs> they are social distancing um but second then Archie's like no you guys can't help you got school and football and I was like Archie I don't know if you remember, but <laughs> nothing. You had school and football and a managed boxing rink and 
thought crime <laughs> and didn't and had a music career oh, sometimes so it, I was just like yeah like that ever stopped Archie but eventually he's like okay you guys just need permission slips and you have to be at least 16 which I thought was was fine um they keep talking about this war that happens in the future what war are they in who are we fighting against? I need to That's, know. Rachel. I need answers. That is what I'm wondering, especially later when they go more into it. But um, yeah, after it kind of shows them Wait, training, really quick. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but before um, Archie was like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna receive training from a real life firefighter from New York." Or he, they keep saying like a real life firefighter. But yes, like you need to be trained by a real life firefighter. You can't be trained by a fake one. Like they keep they keep bragging that they're going to be trained by a real firefighter. It's like that's the bare minimum <laughs> that you need. I also like I love firefighters. They're doing like really great work. But it is very funny how they really like this town hasn't had a fire department in so long. Like that that's really exciting to them. Like even though there's so many retired firefighters around, I'm sure like the fact that like a real firefighter is coming to like help us with our burning town. <laughs> like the fact that that's like as exciting as it is in this episode is like it's kind of funny. And it's very sad and I'm sure there's like plenty of places that could use it would like having I all respect to again like especially you know firefighters do they're they're doing great work but it's it is like kind of a funny situation how much they talk it up I like how carefully you worded that like we get it you appreciate firefighters there's there aren't any firefighters (laughs) listening in on this they're not gonna like write us an angry letter they appreciate we appreciate the firefighters I mean, I guess to be fair, if like a firefighter wrote us like right now, I would be pretty excited. A real firefighter. A real firefighter. (laughs) (laughs) But okay, so they're training and they they already foreshadow something immediately where they say, don't go into a burning building alone. (laughs) They do say that. Um, I don't know if you were able to pause and read the board behind them um, where it has like the basics of being a firefighter, which can be summarized into a single chalkboard, but like, don't go into a burning building alone is not at the top of the list. <laughs> and so they were like the most important thing, but it wasn't at the top. Mm-hmm. I wrote that, but I mean, maybe reconsider your priorities. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just to, you know, very quickly resolve that they, um, I think at one point, like, there's a homeless person that comes into the center, and they're like, oh, this is open? Okay. And then he leaves. This is my favorite line in the entire episode, possibly the entire show. What is it? He he just says, like, oh, like, there's, yeah, you said, uh, somebody experiencing homelessness walks into the, the boxing rink thing, gym, whatever, um, and says, asks what's going on, and said, we haven't had a fire department in a long time, a lot of buildings burned down because of it. <laughs> I need to know the full name of whoever was responsible for writing that line. That was a gem. I laughed so hard. It's so funny. We haven't had a fire department in a long time. A lot of buildings burned down because of, like, like of how course. is this issue? <laughs> the 
because the arsonist is like fairly i mean maybe not maybe it's not fairly new if it's if it's like hiram hiring people to burn down buildings to devalue riverdale maybe it's it's something that's been going on for years but a lot of buildings burned down because of it <laughs> i also like i know i predicted an arsonist like as a <laughs> as a joke but i didn't expect them to say the word arsonist in and this episode. so often yeah they said it more than once and it's crazy that we it's it's shocking to me that we both predicted like things absurd things many seasons not many seasons ago but like an unpredictable amount of episodes ago um we, we successfully predicted many things but among them was an arsonist and archie joining the army mm-hmm. although we did say fighting isis but he might be fighting isis we don't know they won't yeah talk. i have thoughts about that later but okay. yeah i <laughs> that was a very funny scene though with earl i think was his name um or the f- one of there was earl and there's some anyway it doesn't ma- matter unless he comes back and he's very important but uh so then after that they're training they continue to train and then um they find out that some building is burning down and that uh someone is right inside on yeah so and, <laughs> and, and so they you see the flames and then someone's like oh like this person's still inside and Archie ignores everything they learned. They have no like protective equipment. Like, yeah. Which okay, also very quickly, they just started this fire department up. How did they already have matching t-shirts? Like, did they use all their budget on it? <laughs> they have custom t-shirts. Maybe they maybe they had them in the fire department, the empty fire department in like a storage box. They look brand new. They, they look do. bright. They do, they do. But anyway, Archie then runs into the burning building by himself, as he does. And, and I, I don't know if you remember from however many minutes ago when I talked about the opening and said how it would be cool if we could see, like, the moments where they put out the fire and, like, get to this point. <laughs> yes. But instead, they go to commercial to Archie running into the building. And then they return to Archie, like, laying in a hospital bed, like, completely fine. Um but yeah. the fire's out, apparently. They got the person out. The I don't the person's not in good shape though, from what I can remember. Yeah. Um, not that we saw or, or heard from them at all. It was just what we heard from others. Yeah, so we didn't see any of that. Uh, but they didn't. His friend Jackson reminds him, like, hey, don't go into a building alone. Remember, that was rule one. And, Stupid. Um, and the sheriff is there and they think like Hiram did it and that's when Jackson learns about who Hiram is um, and he also talks about how um, the guy in the building slashed the homeless person mm-hmm. I don't remember if they're the same they are right or they're different they didn't they didn't make it explicit and if they did like if you and I both missed it and we watched the show very carefully um, I think that's saying more on them than us but I I I didn't hear them making that specific association. Okay. So, but either way, um, they're vets. Mm-hmm. And then Jackson is like, oh, why are we even like doing, what's the point? You know, he starts to experience, he starts to, you know, think, question his role in yeah. the military and like what it was all for. Um 
which then later Archie comes home to Jackson um, who has like learned even more about Hiram and he has like his gun and he's like and apparently the person in the fire died uh, because of the fire so uh, he wants to make Hiram pay and then Archie is like no it's not worth it and they kind of have a little like altercation um, and then Jackson you know kind of points out he I have the quote and it's what are we fighting for over there if this is what happens to us when we come home um, so one where's over there is it mm-hmm. is it fighting ISIS um, what if it's something crazy like what if we got into a fight with like Sweden like a brutal yeah. fight <laughs> that it could be i mean i i i will i'm predicting war with sweden in the next seven years i mean could be i i i'm the only assumption i'll make is it's overseas somewhere could be wherever but could be fighting isis could be um but too i mean this was not that riverdale like handles anything well but they are attempting to make some commentary about like you know the military and what happens when a lot of soldiers like return and don't have access to resources and the policies and stuff in place aren't really enough and people are dealing with a lot of problems that don't get addressed uh so like that's cool again don't trust Riverdale I don't think I'm I'm pretty sure this will be one of those things where they're like don't worry Archie told him to stay and you know take command of the fire department so it's fine now like they're just not going to address it again he's cured yeah. Just like Reggie and his father's relationship. Exactly. But but that's basically what happens is Archie m- convinces him, like, you know, Archie points out that he's also struggling and they can figure it out together, um, which I was like, mm-hmm, little little spicy. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of fun. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of what happens. Anyone else ship it? I mean... <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, I, well, maybe not. I don't know. They they have a fun, I like their relationship. I'm excited to see them explore it more. But anyway, then uh, Archie uh, finds out. No, Kevin and Fangs tell Archie that they will do it, the fire fighting thing. Um, but unfortunately, the firefighter, the real firefighter. The real firefighter from New York is has left so there's no one to train them but don't worry that guy from the beginning of the episode the retired firefighter enjoying his life who used to be a real firefighter yeah he used to be he he's decided to come back and join them um and then Veronica donates a like vintage fire truck and she comments Archie's like Veronica does so much I I need to pay you back which he owes her so much money at this point he's never paying her back but she comments she says no we're gonna do a firefighters of Riverdale calendar to um, mitigate the cost which I'm reading the article now and apparently Weatherby told the like students they can't be firefighters I don't remember that and I don't know if this article is I, I must have missed that if that happened uh, because I had a comment that was like, oh, these are, that's mostly high school students. I feel like that's not 
okay. Yeah, like how many of them have their driver's license? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, for the calendar thing, like that oh. is not cool. But if it's going to be adult men, then it's fine, I guess. Uh, and not students. So cool. But that's kind of that, that mess of a storyline. Actually, it's not as messy as it could have been. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Should we do Cheryl and Tony next? Yeah, let's do that because less than five minutes into the episode, as I mentioned, I I had a moment where I was like, mm, not a fan of this. And the moment was the dance off because yeah. Cheryl or Tony and Cheryl are, well, Cheryl comes into their cheerleading practice and she wants her, her vixens back because she just, so- I don't know. I don't really get why she's so passionate about it, but it's fine. Uh, my my complaint here, I mean, I have many complaints about the actual dance-off, um, but one of my complaints is that why, why didn't they make Cheryl look older? They, like, kind of attempted with everybody, um, except, like, she's literally, her hair and makeup look exactly the same as she did in, in school. She's wearing the same kinds of clothes she would have worn when she was in high school, except she's, like, in her mid-20s now. Yeah. And like, not that, you know, not that women in their mid-20s should not dress like that, but it's just, you're trying to give the, I'm, I'm doing their jobs. You're trying to give the illusion that time has passed, so put a little effort in. Yeah, and I would say with every character, like, even if they didn't put a lot of effort in, like, they did. Like, Betty's hair is longer. Veronica has a little bit of a different hairstyle. Tony. She wears, like, pants. Yeah, Tony, like, pants Tony, like, dresses, like, fairly, you professional like casually um and Jughead has like a slight amount of facial hair he has double and more tattoos yeah but Cheryl Cheryl does look the same you're right um but what she does is she walks in and she's like I'm taking the vixens back let's have a dance off and Tony hilariously says I'm pregnant Uh, (laughs) and then so one of the vixens like volunteers to do it in Tony's place so it's Cheryl versus this high schooler. And the dance-off goes on, I feel like, a Too couple long. minutes. Yeah. It, what feels like half the episode. Yeah. Um, I, they, you know, they really think that they're doing something with the cinematography of just, like, these crazy angles that, like, whip back and forth with their hairs. And you can hear, like, the whoosh as their, like, hairs or legs. Are, and I, like, it's not good. It's not good. Um, but my... That's my complaint on the technical side. My complaint on like the plot line side is why then they finish their dance off and they go to vote and it was about tide, whatever. But why would a group of cheerleaders want her to lead? Like they don't know her. She's a stranger. She's been locked up in her house for seven years. And now she's just like trying to become their coach. Like why would they vote for her as opposed to their current coach who they know and has been at the school for years I I, that didn't make sense to me well I mean two two jumping off points of both points you just said first they also have this like when Cheryl opens the door and walks in it's in slow-mo but I don't think it like warrants a slow-mo because it's not that exciting like it's just her walking in (laughs) it's like fluorescent lights you're in a gym like yeah 
too slow mo when there's like dramatic lighting at least yeah but it no it was it was literally just her walking in and then second yeah especially because it's not even that they're voting for their current coach it's that they witness their teammate do the dance off instead like you would think assuming they're at least like cool with each other yeah. they would probably vote for their teammate and friend over the random woman like regardless <laughs> like it's kind of weird for like you're they're all in high school and then this random woman is competing so yeah yeah, yeah. it's kind of embarrassing the whole thing it is I you know what I I just you just helped me pinpoint the emotion I was feeling and it and that is secondhand embarrassment Thank you. Yeah. So, but because the vote's tied, they agree to, you know, split the responsibilities, which I don't get why they didn't just do that in the first place. But also, wait, I'm sorry. I'm just remembering um, the thing I mentioned before about how everybody has like two or three jobs. So Tony is principal of the school. She coaches. The, well, the she's, she, I think Weatherby is still principal. Oh, sorry. She's the guidance counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a school like Riverdale High, like is taking on many other responsibilities, I'm sure, in addition to cheerleading, coaching the cheerleading team, and also like running the white worm. Mm-hmm. Like you're also nine months pregnant. Like, chill, take a break. She's also the queen of the serpents. <laughs> she so, has like four part-time, four full-time yeah. jobs. So yeah. And and she's also like running the entire town basically, because she's the one that keeps getting people involved. Um, except yeah. for Archie with the firefighters but yeah and not to jump ahead but she's also helping Betty with her storyline like mm-hmm. you know what I'm I'm on the I'm on the camp of let's give Tony a break she needs a stress-free environment yeah uh, maternal um, health is very important well Cheryl kind of does that because she um, schedules secret practices like without Tony's knowledge um and she's like the mean coach at one point. At one point she says, and I wrote down the exact quote, I've seen a porcelain doll possessed by my deceased brother move faster than you lot, which is extremely funny. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I need more of that. If you're going to have absolutely ridiculous plot lines, like at least call back to it as a joke. Mm-hmm. Good job. So, yeah, and then... I think Tony then decides to call her out and she says like you've gotten away with murder at this school which I was like that's like actually true technically you both have gotten away with murder because you both helped hide the body of Cheryl's relative that she killed um but there's that uh but then you know they kind of just say like she kind of is like you need to just figure out your your own stuff and so Cheryl goes home angry and, you know, starts yelling to Nana Rose about her broken heart or whatever and being dramatic. And then it's like she looks and inside are the two portraits of Jason, both the forgery and the real one. And the person, like the art agent or I don't know, the appraiser, yeah, whoever, whatever. whatever. And she's there and is basically like, confront Cheryl about it being a forgery but that's kind of where it ends I'm actually you know I'm kind of interested in that plot line I want to know where that goes it was I didn't expect it to be resolved or to like come back so quickly right because because Riverdale either just drops things or well no they just drop things yeah Um, (laughs) 
Or I guess they just do it the next episode immediately. But I'm, I'm interested. Yeah. So I guess we'll come back to that next time if it if they come back to it, that is. <laughs> but yeah. Um, do we want to do Veronica maybe? Yes. Because Veronica also has a, a bit of a quicker one. So I think the first, children are reviving the economy. Yeah, but before that, she I think confronts her father about all the arson, and he's like, "Oh, that's not me." Quote unquote. I mean, we don't we don't know who the arson is yet. Technically, the arsonist. But uh, Hiram's new place is really nice. Though. I don't know if you noticed when she said I was paying attention. I paused it to look. Yeah, it was a nice. I liked the change of set. It was fun. Uh, but, and then he's like, Riverdale can't be saved. And she, you know, is determined to save it. So um, I think that's when she decides to like help Archie. And then she takes on her own <laughs> uh, a mission, which is to restart the economy. And she her first step is to have her students who are legally required to be in her class. uh, She asks, asks them instead of learning economics, they are going to help her renovate the old video store to become her new jewelry store. So they're going to perform manual labor in exchange for a good grade. Mm -hmm. Which I mean, maybe there's some classes that you can do that. I don't think this is one of them I don't like I don't think they're going to the video store in like fifth period in the middle of their day they're probably yeah like Like, they probably have to go after school um she also asked the class she's like instead of taking a final or a midterm or whatever like how do you guys all feel about helping me revive the economy basically revive the economy um and they were all like yeah like yeah if I were there like revive the economy like that's (laughs) Of course not. I can't do that. If I fail, what do I do? I fail this class too. So no, I would rather like. Also, I would rather just study economics that I'm going to need in the future. I mean, mm-hmm. I choose to go to college. It's typically a like basic requirement of your first two or so years. So what are you going to? Okay, so somebody's going to get to college. They're going to study anything else, whatever business or anything. And um, when it comes to their microeconomics knowledge, and we're like, oh, I actually like, yeah, I took economics in, in high school, but instead of actually learning economics, we we um, revive the local bookstore, video store into jewelry store. I'm, I'm mad about that. I'm- <laughs> it, yeah, I, feel, I mean, it's a very hands-on approach for sure. Uh, but <laughs> you don't know if it's going to be successful yet. But what Veronica then decides to do is first she sees Cheryl in the lounge and is like, hey, you're good with art. You want to help me with something? And then I'm immediately like, oh, no, where, where is this going? Maybe it's just T-shirts, hopefully. <laughs> um, and then it turns out it's not. She, she basically explains how there is this town in Oregon that uh, to revive their economy, they released like their own form of currency that would only be were only usable in the town and whatever. So she has decided to create her own currency and pump it into the Riverdale economy. Um, and she also, I, she puts $50,000 of her own money to, as like a backing for it. And the money has her face on it. That's it. Yes. 
I thought when she was describing the case, the case study in Oregon, like I didn't think they printed their own currency. I thought it, they just like decided to print more money. Um, during that whole bit, I, I just like, I imagine um, like a wealthy white suburban male, uh, like maybe like a business student, just like listening to her explaining the economics of that and just cringing. I feel like I know a lot of people like that. Um, one quick aside is that in the back of her desk, you can see that she has a little um, like nameplate that says Miss Lodge, not Mrs. Lodge. Mm. Also Lodge. Yeah. I remember at the one of the more recent episodes, maybe the last one, she told her students to call her Lodge instead. Like she went back to it. But yeah, there's no mention of her husband this episode at all, which is interesting. Yeah, and didn't they establish the last episode that he was going to stay in Riverdale? They were going to renovate the apartment, and that's why they're giving Archie $20,000 instead of not giving it to him. He has to, like, renovate their apartment. Well, I I thought that they were going to, she was like, didn't she kind of tell him to, like, back off a little bit in the last episode, though? So I assumed, like, he went back to New York, but I also assumed they would probably just visit each other kind of often and not necessarily like live together a hundred percent of the time like they were um but anyway uh so um so she she puts this fake money into the economy and mostly like at pops for example and Jughead's like uh what and Tabitha's like it's fine bud uh (laughs) and don't worry we'll get to them later (laughs) but but then so she tells the class that they have successfully introduced all fifty thousand dollars worth of the money into the economy and the kids are like great cool and veronica's like what do we do now and they're like let's print more money print more money (laughs) and then she's like "Uh, uh, uh-uh inflation and then that's when Hiram uh visits her classroom and is like you printed money with your face on it okay and that's when I had the moment I would I think like a fun prop would be one of those dollar bills but I would personally want it with Hiram's face on it because I think it's funnier agreed yeah but and he he also makes a comment he's like even I never thought of putting my own face on money so that's genius (laughs) so um but yeah that's so then later on uh she realizes oh yeah sorry I'm just thinking um like there are a lot of systems in place to track money like money has a unique identifier each each bill has a unique identifier so um does Veronica's money have that like how is she keeping track of how much money is actually out there um that's a good point she did have to like cut like print and cut it all herself of fifty thousand dollars which i mean you know she has like an industrial cutter at least but um she there's no way she's keeping track of fifty thousand dollars fifty thousand bills also are they just paper like what if it rips or i mean i guess sorry i guess our money is like that too (laughs) (laughs) well i mean i don't remember exactly the materials our money is made of but it's not just like paper uh but uh I mean, that does become a problem because it turns out someone has been flooding the economy with money that she didn't print. Um, And Hiram's like, it wasn't me. Um, And then it turns out 
it was actually her students uh, because they just were so excited about it. Um, I love economics. Yeah, and she then gives them an F and then she's like, just kidding, you guys can work it off. Um, so they, to clean, they, to work, to work off their debt that they caused by being in a class with someone who <laughs> decided to print her own money. Honestly, um, that's a great lesson on like the danger, like what inflation is. And I don't think that they should have been punished for that. Although, I mean, somebody had to pick up the trash in Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they basically, she makes them like start cleaning up the trash. So they're renovating her store and cleaning up the streets. like okay. And our full-time students. Yeah. And um, some of them, I'm sure, are applying to college. Yeah. Okay. I just, I mean, that's kind of the end of the storyline. I just really felt like it was, like, <laughs> the writers took an economics 101 class <laughs> And they're like, oh my God, we should use that. Wait. Oh my God. I think you're right. I think I have two things. Two of my notes have just like, I put them together. One, you're absolutely right. I think that I have a prediction and it's that Riverdale is running out of money, which I mean, I know it doesn't make <laughs> sense because they're as popular as ever. Maybe not. Um, doesn't make sense, whatever, but stick with me. Riverdale is running out of money. So they had to take an econ 101 class, their, their financials department. Um, and they're like, yeah, this is really good. Um, I never knew about inflation. So they, they were like, put this in the episode. And that, that explains why in this episode and the previous episode, they had so much product placement. Like this time it was core. I don't mm-hmm. know what kind of beverage or something, but there was one scene where they were literally just sitting around social distancing um, and talking and, they all had the core water. I don't know if it's water. They all had the core bottles. And I think it was just... water. And in the previous episode, it was a very obvious Doritos product placement when Hiram picks up the Doritos bag. Um, so I think that they're selling out. Um, I anyway. That makes so much sense. I didn't connect to the sponsors to that, but that would make a lot of sense. <laughs> like they all had to take a budgeting class, but they accidentally took economics instead. <laughs> so, um but yeah but there's that storyline I think next we should talk about Betty because because I know both of us really want to talk about the Jughead thing and we gotta wait we were saving that for last um so okay um after they found a body last week now they go to Dr. Curdle Jr.'s office who he's back um I think that's exciting I was wondering like maybe maybe Dr. Curdle the third will come at some point I mean, oh, oh my god, right? like little family dynasty, yeah. Um, Fingers and, crossed. Yeah, but but basically, you know, they were wondering if the body was Polly's, and he he answers that no, this body is at least three years old, um, and they can't identify it. And Betty decides that she wants to identify it, so she starts looking into, you know, some cases to see like who this could possibly be and she does find um someone who disappeared named margaret um and uh she like talks to margaret's mother and i believe margaret was missing for seven years and the mother mentions how 
helpful their like social worker was and the social worker's name you guessed it was tony wait that's right yeah wait maybe i got the amount of time margaret was missing wrong oh maybe because yeah because there was a seven-year time jump so that would mean tony was the social worker like right when the (laughs) don't doubt yourself though it's it's just as possible that they messed up that's true but i i it's possible i it might have been uh i might be i might have remembered the years wrong but anyway uh so then betty goes to talk to tony and ask about Margaret and Tony says how she went missing a couple of years ago and she, you know she does her best but there's actually a lot of Margaret's in Riverdale um and they you know they just it's hard uh so what they decide to do is search the swamp and they get the uh serpents to help I have a question about that mm-hmm. has there always been a swamp in Riverdale a swamp I don't know because we've seen the lake a lot we've seen or was it a river where like there was a like the very first season like jason's body was found in the river and uh cheryl tries to cross the river and like they ke- they kept mentioning a river but wait a they're in upstate new york i don't know i i oh it's it's well, next to the desert know. what <laughs> Yeah, it's right by the desert and and really close to the volcano in Riverdale. They just they just have like any anything you need. <laughs> I just I I think I think this is the first time they've ever talked about a swamp in Riverdale. I would love to see a map of Riverdale and its surroundings. Cuz I I feel like the swamp would have been a fun thing when the Gargoyle King was around. So true. Like, I don't know why they kind of just go together, but what they, what they do is they, they, so they go, they all go to the swamp to start searching for Polly and, you know, others, uh, because they did find Polly's phone there. Mm-hmm. And when they go, they're confronted by like a, a car, like pulls up very quickly and out comes Hiram and Reggie and some others, and they all have guns. They all have shotguns. Yeah, and they're they're like, hey, this is private property because that's where the like turnpike is going to be built. Yep. Um, and he's like, look, I'm really sorry, but uh, I you can't do this. And Betty's like, they can't, but I can. I'm in the FBI. And he's like, um, okay, you still can't. You still need a warrant or like permit you know <laughs> well i don't remember what exactly he said but he called her badge a prize from a cracker jack box yeah hilarious I-, I also like okay this is something i can't necessarily comment on because i don't know how like fbi jurisdiction works but i don't think you can just like do whatever you want because you have an fbi and, sorry i think that's i know that part for a fact but if it's an active crime scene like to what extent can the fbi like you know yeah i i would also and especially because she isn't she still technically like a trainee like she's not actually an agent yes yes exactly but but, i mean they don't have to know that sure but like that's honestly kind of an abuse of power yeah i mean i was wondering too like clearly if there are you know bodies in this swamp that they suspect like can't they get the actual fbi like can't she just call up her friends but then she does that she calls her friend glenn um 
and he's like let the local police handle it like this isn't our business and she's like it's just one guy and I'm like that's not different than usual but but then he tells her that um TVK has re-emerged and I remember TVK the trash yeah, bag I didn't realize like TVK disappeared I assumed this was like an active thing but apparently TVK disappeared and is now back oh um, yeah we knew that we knew that he disappeared yeah so then she's like okay you know what you focus on that because she gets very spooked and scared um so she goes to the swamp herself at night um and she uh starts I just searching. want to say really quick I put myself on mute and sneezed and then Julia mouth bless you <laughs> it was very funny so if you if you were wondering why she paused <laughs> Because she mimed, she mouthed bless you to me. <laughs> Imagine if I mimed it. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyway, so she goes to the swamp like at night and Reggie's there. And, Re- and Reggie is like, <laughs> Reggie's like, look, I'm going to have to shoot you if you don't leave. And she's like, or no, she says, you're going to have to shoot me if you'd want me to leave. And I was like, what if he did? Like, what if he shot her and like the episode ended and like that was it of Betty? Like, that's it. Um, but he doesn't. He actually is like, look, you can't tell Hiram I told you this, but we actually, we found something. She's like, what did you find? And he's like, another body. <laughs> that reminds me that I, there is one thing that I Googled. Um, and it was Dr. Curtis Jr. towards the beginning says that like, oh, this body is three years old, um, but the bog has like really, pr- it's preserved the body. And I was like, what like it's three years old but the swamp preserved it but I looked it up and that actually happens hmm. the more you know they hey they did something right I guess this episode they got some research right um so then they they find the new body and this one is of Margaret uh <laughs> so they like tell the mother and everything uh and then Hiram, after learning that they found this body, was go, you know, asks Reggie and his cool new, uh, their cool new like office hideout, whatever. Um, and he's like, I wonder how they found it, because he kind of, he's a little suspicious of Re- that Reggie told him. And then Reggie's like, I mean, look, honestly, I think you should let them search it. And he says, we both know this isn't the real end game or something like that. Like, or that's, you know, so, and he thinks it would be good publicity if he lets them search it. And, and it was revealed in their little, like, minion conversation, like, villain minion conversation that the turnpike is being built as a distraction. Or, like, mm-hmm. I forgot what the term he used, like, smokescreen. Yeah, um, for something else. And I'm very interested to know what Hiram's yeah. cooking up because last time they like talked something up like this like hired Hiram was up to something um it was he was constructing a for-profit pri- for-profit prison yeah um I'm very excited I think that's kind of where where does that end oh no I think next sorry they then uh they tell the sheriff about everything um and he uh decides to reach out to like other uh police officers 
around that area like the area they're in along the highway because the truckers seem to be like the the link between a lot of these um, mm -hmm. and they get a lot of names for other missing people and then same with Tony and her social worker network um, yep. and then that's when Betty it ends with her saying like I think we have a serial killer on our hands and I was just like another uh, we've many, another no you yeah, and onesie like we had we had Charles last season. We had the Black, the Black Hood. Hood. We had like I don't I mean I wouldn't count the Gargoyle King, but like kinda. Um yeah. and now now we have this one and I'm like, like, can we just like stick with the arsonist? I have two thoughts. Um and well, I have a thought and a prediction, and the prediction is I think one of them, I don't know who, maybe Cheryl or something. Um is going to become a victim of the, I don't know, this like trucker serial killer person. Um, but then the gang is gonna save her like right in time, right on time. Ooh, I think I could see that. You know, um, that is my prediction. And you know what's funny is that we are some episodes behind, not that I like, I mean, maybe this happened or maybe it didn't, but like if it did and somebody else is watching this who is like caught up with the show, like, they they know more than we do mm -hmm. it's just like a fun dynamic yeah anyway. that's true so my other um, thought is that they're betty says they're when she suspects it's a serial killer they say that there are 21 missing girls um so 21 missing girls with like similar profile with the same similar geographic area and this didn't nobody batted an eye this didn't like raise suspicion with the mm -hmm. fbi hello <laughs> I know, especially because this is like, like, it's like a smaller town, like all of these seem to be small towns, like, uh, you think this would get more attention, but, and you know. You said once, like, we don't get that many serial killers, like, it, it's a rare event, and for Riverdale to have had two or three, maybe four, whatever, however, however you want to define it, um, serial killers is already pretty rare, so there's a lot of bodies turning up in the area you would think that the the feds were a little bit more kept a closer eye on Riverdale I don't know I, I don't get why they keep needing to do serial killers like they they could just do like a regular killer and like have that well I mean to be fair Clifford Blossom yeah but like I feel like they they had that why don't they do more of those if they want to keep murders happening and make it a little more realistic I don't you're asking great questions but anyway I think I think we should move okay. to the final storyline of this episode Jughead. so yeah so this I mean his storyline kind of starts a little bit later than the others I'd say but it's so worth it so he he is investigating the Mothman claims of the people he has interviewed so far. And he finds an article about how, you know, just what happened with the Mothman and the, their encounters with them. And then Jughead shows Tabitha another article with a person he would like to interview. And that person is our favorite character, sometimes pop tate pops um <laughs> sure 
I actually, this episode gave, gave us a gem. This episode gave us young Pops. Yes. And is he my new favorite character? He's up there. there. (laughs) Yeah. So what they do is they, they interview him. And first when he comes in, he's like, oh, any excuse to visit the chocolate shop now that I'm retired? And I'm like, can't you just go? <laughs> Your granddaughter owns it. Like, you could go visit her. You could just go enjoy the the business you helped establish and make thrive. Like It's like one of two restaurants in Riverdale. We've heard <laughs> that. Also, how far away does Pops live? Like, he, yeah. can just, he can just drive by. He, he lives close enough to have worked there for hundred years I mean if you remember when like the videotapes were being sent to places instead of sending it to pop's house <laughs> they sent it to the diner <laughs> yeah I remember that um, he lives there um so yeah what happens is he tells the story of his own encounter with um a UFO basically which um that's when it goes into the flashback with young pop and what happens is the a lot of the like electronic devices kind of start going haywire and there's a lot of flashing lights and everyone can kind of feel something in the air. So they, yeah. Wait, Pops says, Pops says. Pop. No, Pop <laughs> said you can feel the electricity in the air. And I was like, how funny would it be if he just like Pops is a moth? <laughs> That's it. Like Pops is secretly a moth the entire time. Oh my god, the real moth were the the Riverdale people, citizens. Oh, moths on the inside. Yeah. Um, what an excellent animal to choose, by the way. A moth. <laughs> I Remember the moth memes? Yeah. I mean, I think this is very fun. And honestly, I know, I don't want to get too off topic because, like, we haven't even gotten to the good stuff of this yet. But, like, the fact that they're doing Mothman and an alien storyline without doing, like, a moth, you know, Mothman, you know, like, a cryptid, like, makes me think in the future maybe they will do, like, an actual cryptid so they'll have, like, Bigfoot come in or something or, like, whatever <laughs> version they do. Like, I don't know. I think that could be fun. Like, you imagine, like, one season just focused on Bigfoot. <laughs> that would be really fun. Like, that's Jughead's new mystery is just finding Bigfoot. They yeah. just, they're in the woods and they find a really big footprint and they're like this is it um but yeah anyway so pop and the diner guests go outside to look at it but then you know the it's gone and uh pop thinks like the most credible explanation is military testing from a nearby army base which i think is foreshadowing personally Ooh, interesting yeah um, I don't know what it's foreshadowing but i feel like they wouldn't throw that in there if they weren't gonna do something with it um, and then he says something like a little weird that has been kind of a theme so far, which is he kind of wishes the lights would come back just to, you know, see what happens. And then finally he reveals that Nana Rose was one of the people at the restaurant with him. And Jughead, Jughead weirdly calls her Nana Blossom, which I wasn't, oh. I, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. So yeah, but I was like, crying laughing at this whole thing because I was like they're really going in on aliens and I little did I know what was to come <laughs> yeah um is this where they then go to Nana Rose's house and speak to her yes because I think Nana Rose 
needs more screen time. She, and I don't, I'm not even like, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not being facetious. I genuinely think I, I love that actress. I think she's an incredible actress. Um, and I'm really glad that now she has more lines, but remember like in the first few times we saw her, she like barely spoke. Mm-hmm. We were, we're missing out so much. We were. And there was, there was actually, I'll let you continue, but yeah, because well, she, she tells quite a tale, which is that um, she she thinks it's uh, from the Mothman's like aircraft, basically, <laughs> because a few weeks before or after that happened, she found a Mothman corpse in the woods, mm-hmm. and she thinks it was an alien autopsy of some sort. Um, and what she did was, um, or I guess apparently the Mothman visited her yeah, and told her they didn't, you know, want her to have one of the bodies. And she's like, don't worry, I destroyed it. But she didn't. She preserved it in a barrel of maple syrup. But, but before, but before when, when Jughead was like, did you, she looks around and then like, then she mimes for him to like get, come closer and says, no. And I absolutely died at that whole, that little interaction. I absolutely adore that actress. That's when I fell in love with her. It's so good. And then she says, I could try to find it for you. I like how she, like, what do you mean try to find, like, if you don't know where it is, <laughs> like, you don't remember where you put it? No, when, when, when she, when I heard her say that, I thought it was, like, they have, like, a, a storage unit or something with all their barrels of maple syrup, and it's, like, among one of them. Yeah. And <laughs> you should have it very clearly labeled, like, this yeah. one has a little corpse alien inside. That's also what I picture. And then as you said that just now, I'm also imagining all of them have bodies in it. She needs to find the right one. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so she's such a fun character. But okay. So then later, later on, Jughead comes to the diner and Tabitha is like annoyed because in the middle of the diner is a barrel of maple syrup that was delivered by Nana Rose. So they take it into the back and open it up and there is a an alien body of some sort, apparently. And they just leave it in the back and Tabitha's not really like a believer. Um, Jughead's unsure at this point. And he wants to have a specialist come look at it. So, like, he finds a professor who specializes in, like, extraterrestrial stuff. Um, And then, so what Tabitha says, she's like, we can't just leave this here. And he's like, I'll work the overnight and, you know, keep watch. Not to go too in-depth with this, but there are only two employees at the store and like he he's like I'll take the overnight so like one of you just switch off overnight or like you both work at the same time like you you guys must be exhausted yeah 24 7 okay I know but but yeah so he he starts working in the overnight and he pours he takes out a flask and like spikes his own drink um and then all of a sudden the same stuff that pops shoot no Uh, no pop i know the truth (laughs) i believe um 
pop, the same stuff that pop singular described um, starts happening where like the electronics are going crazy and there's this flashing lights and Jughead um, goes outside to look at it. And this, I think it like cuts off and like something's like above him too. Like there's a light above him. Um, yeah, it looks like a helicopter spotlight or something. Yeah. And then um, I was like, oh, this is going to be a dream. Clearly this, there's no way this is real. It's Riverdale. They're not going to do that. And they're then, not going to go supernatural, but then they may have. I, I hope not. I actually have a really fun theory, but okay. I'll get to it later um, because we're almost done with the storyline, which is uh, the next day Jughead tells Tabitha about this and he's like oh I and then I that was around 2 a.m and then I woke up a couple hours later like in a booth and I don't remember like how I got there or anything and Tabitha's like obviously this was a dream and he's like maybe but the mothman is gone and it's like not in the back anymore so interesting um so that's kind of the end um but my theory is, so do you remember how in season three, they <laughs> teased this supernatural stuff and then it ended up being that Hiram poisoned the water supply. So that's why they were having seizures and stuff. And that's, I don't remember why Betty hallucinated the twins thing, but they kind of explained that off as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. So my theory, besides like the military thing I proposed earlier that like, I think is foreshadowing, <laughs> my my current like fun theory is that the arsonist um because like there's been so many fires in the town it's been releasing these chemicals in the air that are making them like hallucinate again basically that i mean sure i that can maybe be true but whenever 60 or whatever however many years ago like something similar has to occur as well so maybe if there was an arsonist like 60 years ago they can explain that back that's a good theory I'm, yeah like that's I mean I'm sure like it'll be a combination of some of the things we talked about but I I'm putting that out there in case it happens I really hope that they don't go supernatural I know I think I I would be mad because they they've already gone back on it before yeah. but it's like you can't you can't keep doing this you know <laughs> but that, that like I'm very much enjoying this storyline don't get me wrong but I don't want it to be like, I don't want the out end point to be like, oh, yeah, it was actually aliens. And now this is a show about space, you know, <laughs> and like maybe people watching this or who are have already caught up. Uh, you maybe, you know, more than us. Don't tell us. We'll get there. Don't worry. Um, but <laughs> what if like 14 seasons from now, it's like Star Wars Riverdale? Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. But I mean, that's kind of. I mean, that wasn't the end of the episode, but that's the end of our episode. Well well said. Mm -hmm. I have one parting thought, and it's um, when Jughead was experiencing, like, all the crazy electricity, all the, you know, the mess that happened when he, before he left, um, it cut to a scene of, like, the counter, like, shaking, and you can see a Pops bottlehead. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That was cute. Pops Pops has a bottlehead. I like that. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. Yeah. You made it this far. Um, thank you. Yeah, thank you. And um, we're back. We're back. Catch our next episode soon. 
Yes. Um, follow our socials at River Don't Pod, and uh, we'll see you next time. If you haven't gotten your vaccine yet, go get vaccinated. Don't be an Alice or a Hiram. You're better than that. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye.